皆さん、こんにちは。And welcome to Shogo's podcast.So today, guys,、uh, at the time of the recording yesterday, I actually was very honored to meet the very famous Aoi Dayu-san. So if you guys remember, I made a post、uh, requesting for questions、uh, for Aoi Dayu-san, actually. And I was、uh, able to actually meet her and ask her a lot of questions and make an interview video, which is called the、uh, Voices from Japan series on my channel. And、uh, in this podcast here, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about、um, basically, you know, in the main video, I won't be able to talk about how it was, you know, actually meeting her, you know, how I felt and, you know, how it went and everything. So I thought I could make a podcast here. I'm pretty sure the podcast will be coming out before the main video does. I think the main video will take a lot of time to, for, for us to get there, you know, in terms of editing and everything. So it'll take a lot of time. But、um, well, I thought I could talk a little bit about、um, how the experience was. So to make a long story short, first of all, it was great. It was wonderful. Wonderful.、Um, I'm being very, very honest with you guys, especially here on the podcast channel. I you know, say everything that I want to. So I just wanted to say that everything was really, really wonderful.、Um, especially the parts that I really felt was wonderful. I mean, you do definitely need to take a look at the main video. I will eventually be coming out to understand everything I'm going to be talking about. But basically, the parts that I really liked about、uh, Aoi Dayu-san is that,、um, you know what, I think I need to explain just a little bit about the history in order for me to explain about this, actually. <laughs> yeah. So let me quickly explain.、Um, first of all, a lot of people、uh, misunderstand Oidan and Dayu to be the same. But Oidan were basically, again, prostitutes, right? They were at the top of the usual prostitutes. And Dayu, and also Maiko and Geiko are different as well, or Maiko and Geisha, you usually say in English. So,、um, to make a really long story short, Tayu were basically the entertainers, entertainers for the nobles, the aristocrats in Japan. And on the other hand, again, Yujo, Oidan were prostitutes. And Maiko Geiko, they were entertainers for the commoners, the townspeople.、Mm-hmm. Because again, I've explained many times on videos about the history of Maiko, but basically, Maiko. Were people who entertained the, the origins of their existence, basically the people who entertained tourists who went to famous temple,、uh, famous shrines in Japan, like the Asaka Shrine or stuff like that, right?、Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of tea houses that served、uh, tea and also some、uh, dango dumplings to the tourist travelers who came to the shrines. They built a lot of the,、uh, what should I say, tourist spots, basically, you know, for people to, to use some money. And in order for those tea houses to,、um, what should I say, attract more customers, they started to、uh, raise the Maiko. Yeah, and the Maiko began,、uh, eventually became the Geiko. And then from there, they eventually started to hold parties specifically for、uh, meeting the Maiko and the Geiko. Yeah, as the,、uh, the culture basically. Um, what, should get, what should I say? They got sophisticated, you know, through, through what they need to train in, like with their singing, their dancing, and so on and so forth. So that, that was that. But the Tayu was originally for the aristocrats and the nobles. So they actually had a、uh, very high social rank in society.、Mm-hmm. And the reason why, the reason why, by the way, you hardly heard, hear of Tayu today, right? And、uh, we Japanese people, even a lot of Japanese people, don't. Can't decipher you know, the difference, it's distinguish the differences between a Tayu and an Oidan. Basically, everyone thinks it's the same. But the reason why is because, again, if you guys remember when I talked a lot, many, many times about the Bakumatsu period, the end of the Edo period, when、um, Japan basically started to westernize and everything, that was the timing when、uh, the emperor of Japan actually moved over to Edo, which is currently Tokyo, right? 
Because、um, Tokyo became,、uh, sorry, Edo became Tokyo. That was a time when the emperor, although the emperor family, the imperial family, lived for lived in Kyoto for more than a thousand years. That was a time when he moved over to the capital, new capital Tokyo, and even now that's where the imperial family lives, right?、Mm-hmm. So because that happened, all of the the aristocrats and nobles all moved over to Tokyo, which means there were no customers left for the Taiyu to serve. And that's the reason why the Taiyu culture started to、um, decline, decline,、uh, get for, got forgotten, you know, started to get lost. Yeah, and that's the reason why there are only four Taiyu left in、uh, Kyoto today. In the past, by the way, there used to be around forty to fifty Taiyu all the time,、mm-hmm. but right now there's only four Taiyu. Yeah. So you can imagine, you can basically uh, imagine. Uh, easy way to understand it is that basically Oidan. Uh, Michael Geiko, all of these women entertainers were basically who admired the Taiyu,、mm-hmm. and they all wanted to be like Taiyu. So that's why that's the reason why they dressed up like them. They learned、uh, some of the same skills like them, like the dancing, the singing, the instruments, and everything.、Mm-hmm. So everyone looked up to the Taiyu until until that you know Westernization happened in Japan. And once that happened, all the、um, the tea houses, the or the okia that existed in、um, Kyoto. There was a city. There's there's still a district in Kyoto called Shimabara, which is the place where the Taiyus live.、Mm-hmm. But again, there's the five other entertainment districts called Hanamachi or Kagai in Japanese, right? Which is the places where the Maikos are. Yeah, you know, it's the、uh, Kamishigen. It's the Kamishigen Miyagawa Cho,、uh, Gion Higashi, Gion Kobu, and Pondocho. These five cities.、Mm-hmm. And in the past, it was actually considered. It was called the six. Uh, flower districts, by the way, Hanamachi literally means flower cities.、Mm-hmm. As, as the six entertainment districts, but today it, we call it Gokagai, which means the five entertainment districts, because Shimabara has basically been forgotten because of the major change in、uh, where the imperial family, where the、uh, nobles, aristocrats live, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that was really really interesting to learn about. First of all, the history part I learned from her. But again, the best part about her, yeah, I finally get to get to talk about this because now I've explained about the history. The best part、um, about、uh, what I really liked about her is that she said, in order to become a Taiyu, she said that I want、um, people who, if they want to be my successors, for example, she said she wants them to at least go to high school. If they could go to go to university, maybe if they even could go, maybe do some part-time jobs or actually start working or stuff like that, that would be even better to become a Taiyu because if if you become a Taiyu and you still and you, for example, don't know anything about the outside world, that would be a big problem, you know, because Taiyu are supposed to be the top rank of all forms of entertainers in Japan, all tops of Geiko, Maiko, you know, everything. They need to be on top, so they need to have a lot of knowledge and experience too. Yeah, and I think I really like that part. Also, she also said that、um, the young girls who are in training to become a taiyu are called kaburo, kaburo.、Um, I think you've heard or seen them when I talked about oidan too. Yeah, there were、uh, small girls, young girls that were trained to become、um, an oidan as well. Basically, that was a system that、uh, the they 
what should I say, they mimicked, I guess, they took from the Taiyu culture, yeah. So there were young girls with her too when we um, did the, uh, the video filming, it was great. Uh, they were in elementary school and they were really, really cute girls. But she was saying that although in the past it was a rule that if you become a kamuro, a young girl uh, that was basically, what should I say, serving the Taiyu, helping uh, her do, uh, what should I say, do everything, you know, like daily chores and everything, and you learn uh, through the Taiyu as you grow up and eventually you will become the next Taiyu, yeah. Uh, but she was saying that uh, today, no one, uh, she doesn't force the young girls to become a Taiyu. They could just learn the basic, what should I say, manners and etiquettes during uh, being a, a Kamuro and they could just quit from there. It's up to them. Yeah. And, you know, all of these things I thought was really beautiful. And was why I say so is because compared to the world of Maiko and Geiko today, you know, the, the world of Maiko, everything got there was a big problem going on um, due to that tweet that was made, right? Revealing the true side, the dark side of the micro world. And there, uh, there you can, it was uh, one of the problems that were picked up basically, were that um, the girls who become micro need to uh, go into the okia, the micro houses, when they're 15 years old, before they know anything about the outside world. Any later than that, you will not be able to become a micro. And once you go into the micro house from 15, around 15 to 16 you'll train for one year as a uh, trainee and then for the next five years you'll train as a maiko to become a geiko and basically you train to um what should i say without knowing anything about the outside world once because at, right after graduating you know middle school you go into an into an okia so you don't know anything about the outside world right and also there was a lot of people um saying that the problem with the maiko world is that because it's so closed you know, uh, the Maiko aren't allowed to even have cell phones, they're not allowed to go anywhere. And if they say, for example, they want to quit being a Maiko or give up trying to become a Geiko, a uh, fully trained uh, entertainer at some point during their training, they will be very harshly scolded. There are a lot of testimonies on, on the tweet, on the Twitter um, account there, you know, that, that made the first tweet that revealed the uh, dark side of the micro world, saying that they were uh, literally beaten, they were uh, yelled at for hours and hours and hours, saying because they said they wanted to quit, it was just way too scary to say so, you know, and everything. And compared to that, I really felt that because the Shimabara, which is again the district where the Taiyu uh, lives today and has lived, you know, is because the culture has, what should I say, has almost been completely, dis almost completely disappeared. They're so, what should I say, much more open-minded, you know, and uh, willing to change in order to survive. They're much more humble, you know, if that makes sense. But compared to that, because the Maiko and Geiko world didn't take any damage when Japan westernized because their customers were the commons, commoners and townspeople, right? Yeah. So basically the townspeople and commoners won't disappear even in Japan westernized. So they didn't take so much damage. So now that they've, again, you know, it's the same with any traditional culture in Japan, but not that because they have so much history and uh, so much experience of being a entertainment district or important place and culture of Kyoto, they have just become so, mm, should I say, aggressive you know, in so many things, this has to be this, this is ha this must be done like this. And the reason is because it has been like that. And that's it. There's no logic, logical reason, you know, reasons or explanations behind that. But compared to that, I really felt that it's really beautiful how Aoida Yusan, you know, explained to me that it's great, it's much better that a person who wants to become a Taiyu to know more about the outside world and then come back to come go into training and it, it's never late to become a Taiyu. Yeah, because again, you know, unlike the Michael Geiko, 
um, who needs, well, Geiko, you can be any age, but unlike the Maiko, you don't have to be a young girl in order to be one, or you're not a oidan or a prostitute, obviously, so that your age doesn't, age doesn't matter. What matters for a Taiyu is your skills of art, dancing, singing, instruments. These are, this is the field where they, where you shine, right? Again, if the Maiko world, no one knows, I cannot confirm, I'm not, I'm not an insider in the world, but a lot of people have been saying that they've been sexually harassed, right? Sexually harassed. So, for example, if there are some very bad okia or mothers of the okia Mahaiko houses that, for example, provide the maiko for sexual services, that is very unfair and is terrible, right? Simply. But Aoyayu-san, again, she literally says that you can leave this world if you want to and come back anytime, and you can become a taiyu at any age if you're admitted by the your senpai taiyus. Yeah. So I really think that that's much more mm, straightforward, much more honest and clean and everything. Yeah, so that was probably my biggest positive, what should I say, good impression. Yeah, I only had good impressions, by the way. I don't have any bad impressions at all, but I think that was the best part of it. You know, out of all of the positive energy that I received from Aoi Dai-san, I think this was one of the best parts of it. And I really felt that it's beautiful that she's really focused on you know, constantly uh, is improving her skills in Japanese traditional culture. And she's really focused on it. There's nothing that's blurring her sight, you know. And if she's going to be, you know, raising the next generation, which she already is, by the way, she is raising the next generation, I think it's really nice that, um, yeah, they really get to seriously focus on the art and nothing else. No, there's nothing scary, you know, behind all, just like the Maiko and the Geiko world. You know, I say this because, like, you might think, well, Shogo, you're not an insider. How would you know, insider? How would you know that the Maiko and Geiko world, and how do you know what Aoi Dai-sensei is right, for example? Like, how would you know? She only talked to you in an interview. She could just lie if she wanted to. No, I've actually talked and met dozens of Maiko and Geiko before, and how they spoke to me, and how Aoi Dayu-san spoke to me was completely different. The atmosphere was completely different. You, I could easily tell that Aoi Dayu-san was absolutely not hiding anything. She was speaking from the bottom of her heart. Mm -hmm. All of her wishes, her dreams that she has for the future. Yeah. Whenever I interviewed, for example, or talked with, or for example, worked as a, uh, a translator, interpreter, sorry, interpreter for Michael Gigo before, they're constantly like, is it okay if I say this? Oh, no, let's not say that. Um, okay, so that's uh, we, we, maybe maybe some someone someone senpai might be angry if I someone someone sister we call it um onesan by the way, which means older sister. Uh, some someone uh, onesan might be get angry. Okay, let's not say that. Uh, let's, okay, okay, let's say this. Uh, read this line. Read this line in this paper. So I think, and that's that's the interview. That's the interview and interpretations I did with Michael and Geiko in the past. That's how much restrictions they have. They have this paper, they have, you know, they're like, you know, scribbling lines on it and saying, oh, we shouldn't say this one. This isn't a good idea. Probably this, this, uh, Okasan or Nesan will get angry, you know, that kind of stuff. But Aoi-san is sitting there, you know, just talking with me as we're, if, as if we're just, you know, good friends or something, you know? And it was completely different. So I really, really felt, you know, we were joking, uh, half joking, I guess, saying that, um, maybe if she, if Mar, if my daughters, you know, Hinata and Nagi, if my daughters wanted to, for example, become a Kamuro someday under Aoi Dayu-san, she said she'll be happy 
too on training them you know i might be a little bit strict when i'm training them yeah but it's definitely worth it and it'd be great if they can do it someday and seriously i thought it'd be a great thing they can do they you would absolutely be able to learn the manners and etiquette and everything and it's a great experience you know not everyone you know in japan gets to become a commodore right you know i think it's a great um should i say opportunity i think so yeah, I was joking in the beginning, but seriously, I am really considering it. Yeah, if um, Hinata or Nagi are interested, I won't force them to do it. But if they're interested, I think that would be a great option for them to learn more about it. But anyways, to make a long story short, yeah, just short, shorten up a little bit. Uh, it was great meeting Aoyama-san. And if you ever have a chance to come to Kyoto, and if you have, there's any events or she actually had a YouTube channel. If there's any way you can find to support her, I would really wish you could do that for her. Her dream is to bring is to bring Shimabara the district again as important as the five other districts today we say the five districts today the five entertainment districts but she's her dream is to bring back the original term which was the six districts right mm -hmm. that is her dream to revive Shimabara so I really want to support her support uh, Aoi Dayu-san from now on as well so then everyone as I always say the ultimate goal of my life is to make all Japan lovers dreams come true so I know there's a lot of people studying Japanese willing to come to Japan to travel, study, or work, or even train or traditional culture and such. However, I am very afraid that Japan will not be able to make everyone's dreams come true in the future because we're facing a lot of social problems, we are losing our traditional culture, and the younger generations who are supposed to be carrying on the good things about Japan are dying because of all the social issues being shoved against them. So I really want to dedicate my life to try to make Japan a better place. I want to try to solve the social problems, preserve and involve traditional culture, and also help out the younger generations so they can have a brighter future. And to do this, the nearest goal I have right now is to achieve 2 million subscribers by January 2023 on my main channel. So all your likes and comments help to boost my viewers, new viewers who have never seen my channel before. So it'd be great if you can help me out. Thank you so, so much, guys. So basically, the dream that Aoyayu-san has and my dream, you know, of reviving or preserving, evolving, you know, Japanese traditional culture, it's exactly the same. I'm not a professional like she is already. I'm definitely, I'm all, still a beginner in all the things I train in. But the passion that we have, I definitely feel that we share the same passion. And just like Yamada-sensei of my no theater, and maybe it could be Shizuki-sensei of my Harumi's Japanese traditional dancing-sensei, there are, what should I say, those passionate people in the world of Japanese traditional culture, in Japan too, who are willing, who are struggling to make change in this world, who are fighting against the, no, that's not how it's supposed to be atmosphere that's going all around in Japan right now yeah there are people who are fighting for it and I really want to be one of them mm -hmm. and I really thought that uh what should I say getting together with these people you know cooperating that's what I was looking for cooperating with these people is really important too so I think I will continue to uh, meet new people and find the people that I can help or could help me you know we can help each other to make Japan a better place because it's definitely going to be uh, a really difficult task, right? It's not easy to make a whole country or whole culture change or, you know, improve and everything. But if we, you know, have a strong bond, if we can work together, I think we can make a change. So I really thought it's important that um, I get to meet new people, you know, and talk with them and such. So I'm really looking forward to the next Voices from Japan series I might be filming in the near future. I don't know when yet, but, but anyways, thank you so much for listening, guys.